All right, y'all, come on into my house for hour four of Rosie on the House. We covered a lot of ground today, bud. And we're not done yet. <laughs> Red Rock State Park, spring gardening, APS rates changes. We're getting ready to go underground here in just a minute. But before we do, let me bring uh, something up for all of our listeners that uh, I think uh, should generate a lot of interest. At our little remodeling company, we, we tear things out that are really, really nice and in good shape. And we've decided to open an auction site up. And if you would go on there, you would find Sub-Zero wine storage cabinets, Bosch dishwashers, Viking professional stovetops, KitchenAid refrigerators, ovens, and microwaves, and tons of other things. And it's at auctions.rosie.com. On the house.com and fun. And uh, I mean, there's a there is a freestanding porcelain pedestal sink with all the faucets. There is a claw foot freestanding porcelain bathtub with all the fixtures and hand shower. The starting bid on that is 500 bucks, folks. That's that's like about a seven or eight thousand dollar tub and faucet. Starting bids 500 bucks. So the funds will go to support our uh, 501c3s of choice, Habitat for Humanity, and MAM. Military Mission Assistance, St. Vincent de Paul. And St. Vincent de Paul. So get to auctions.rosieonthehouse.com, and you'll see some incredible products that are being offered there. Put your bid in. We're going to hold this particular, all of this came out of one job, and we're going to hold this site and this page open, I, I think, about another 10 days, and we'll shut it down. When you bid on it, it'll tell you exactly how much more time is available. So get to auctions.rosieonthehouse.com. All right, let's go underground at your house. That's right, at your house. There are things going on underneath your house that if you could see them, it would be like watching a horror movie. All right. We've got Mike Saldivar, the general manager of Action Termite. We've been in a long-term relationship with Mike and all the team at Action Termite. Mike, thanks for joining us, my friend. Well, thanks for having us, Rosie. We appreciate it. I wish there was a way you could digitally, visually show what's going on underneath an acre of Arizona desert. Oh, me too. I explain a lot to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I heard once that in any one acre of Arizona desert, there could be anywhere between 1 and 12 colonies of termites. And each colony of termites contains how many critters? Uh, average about 150,000 members. Yeah. So that's a whole lot of termites going on all the time underneath homes all across the fruited plain. Of Absolutely. the beautiful state of Arizona. Absolutely. And that's why I tell people there's only two kinds of houses. And y'all fight with that all the time. Let's talk about what what could a homeowner do. This is what our article is written about in our 
uh, blog today. And, and folks, if y'all have a question about termites or it, it really, we're going to focus on termites and ants. But if you have a question about pest control of any type, give us a call at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. As you know. Wherever you are in the great state of Arizona, you don't call the radio station you're listening to us on. We're on many radio stations. Call the one toll-free number, one 767 Easy way to remember that is one 888 u My wife, Sweet Jennifer, is in the uh, call center. She'll take your call, get your name, where you're calling from, what your question is, and we'll get you online with the experts as quick as we can. We do have two other special guests in as well. Mr. Rob Ives, Western Regional Manager for Control Solutions. And I have a lot of Texie Aggie friends that are going to be really glad to hear. I have someone calling in from College Station, Texas, Dr. Janice Reed, who we have on the phone. So this is going to earn me points with several of my Aggie friends. <laughs> they always want to know when I'm semi-qualified on the show. I guess today we have somebody qualified. All right. Well, Mike, let's let's start with a conversation on, on our history together. Uh, sure. I've been telling people, I, I think it's got to be close to 20 years. I don't know when Termidor was introduced, but it's got to be close to 20 years. Yeah, ago. I believe it was Termidor, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rob might know it. I think it's 99 or 2000, I think is when it okay. came out. Well, it came out, the, the test results were absolutely incredible about its efficiency and effectiveness. And when it came out, I mean, this is years of development behind it before the product is certified and uh, you know, cleared by the government and this agency and that agency to be a product that you can spread and use. What what made it so different, Mike? What what was it doing the other products weren't accomplishing? Well, when when Termidor and uh, Premise uh, were re- both released to the market, it was it was a game changer for us. I mean, prior to that, we were using uh, what they what we call non-repellent termiticides. Or I'm sorry, repellent termiticides. So what they did, they were designed to, you know, repel the termites, discourage them. Right. <laughs> um, so I mean, not to say it wouldn't kill the termites if they came in contact with it, but generally that it was designed for them not to come in contact with it. So. And that was in reaction to outlawing the product that we use for years and years and years and years and years. Sure, chlordane. Yeah. yeah. So chlordane gets outlawed. And now the chemical industry has to go to work to try to find something that will work. They came out with just deterrent product, correct? And then and then Termidor hit the market, right? Yep. And so it was it was it was a game changer. I mean, um, you know, obviously a premise came out a little bit before Termidor, I believe, um, and you know everybody was pretty thrilled about that. And I think uh, Termidor was released shortly after, um, and just as we using both products, we found that Terminal was a superior product, in my opinion, to, to premise at that point. But uh, both great products, um, both going to give you the same end result. But, uh, you know, with the Termidor, that's just uh, longer lasting. That's one of the main things for us. Okay, and you're going to help me re-educate the Rosie on the House listener because they've been told for 20 years sure. Termidor is our, is our treatment of preference. And sure. There are applications crawl spaces and whatnot, that maybe there are other strategies and tactics that need to be used. But generally speaking, mm-hmm. I've pushed, I mean, when you get a call from one of our listeners, they already, you already know what they want. 
you know. Right. So now we need to re-educate them with the new evolution of treatment. Let's talk a little bit about that. What do y'all got? What are y'all brewing up in the chemical lab now? Well, the the new product that we're using today is called Fuse. Um, the thing I like about Fuse, and well, let me start here. So we didn't just start using Fuse. That's not how it worked. I mean, we've we've used a little bit of it here and there, and through the time since it came out, uh, was it two years ago, Rob? I believe. Um, yes, two years ago. So, the um, we've used a little bit here and there because obviously it's a big switch for us. I mean, we were one of the largest Termidor users in the in the West Coast for all these years, and so to to stop using that product and go to a completely different product is a big step. Um, so, we started using a little bit here and there just to see what kind of results we were getting, um, and over the last couple of years, we've the results have been excellent. So. We decided uh, last year to go ahead and make that full switch over to Fuse. Um, it's been a great product so far. Um, you know, the, the beauty of this product is it has uh, both active ingredients. Okay, we've been talking about Premise and Termidor. Um, it carries the active ingredient from both those products. Um, Thus, Fuse. You're fusing the two together. Correct. And so for me, um, and the way I explain it to customers is, and, uh, and Rob and, and Dr. Reed will be able to get a little bit more technical with this, but the way I explain it is it's kind of you got both, both best of both worlds wrapped up into one product now. So, you know, the nice thing about Premise for all those years, it had a fast knockdown, but it didn't last quite as long as Termidor and Solon would shift and move in the soils here in Arizona. Um, Termidor, the beauty of it is it didn't move. Once you put it there, it was there, um, and it lasted a long time, but it had a slower knockdown rate. Um, so we we would get lots of calls, you know, Rosie. I, you know, they 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 were they, we had the termites, we saw the tubes, uh, we saw the damage in our wood floors. We had action out here. They assured us the treatment was going to solve the problem. Uh, Y'all get out there, you give it the termidor treatment, and I'd get a phone call back at the office a month later, say, Rosie. Will you call action? I don't. I think they must have watered down the formula or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very hard thing to explain to a customer, and it, and it really it's. We go through a process. So as we go in to do the estimate, and as we uh, you know prepare them for the treatment, we try to explain that hey, you're going to have to give this some time. It's going to take this much time, and our technicians go and do the treatment. They re-explain that, but listen. At this point, the, the people have termites. They they want results today, and unfortunately, um, we're we're kind of at the mercy of the product. But uh, so it's just reinforcing that and explaining to the customer. And it's hard to say, hey, you know, it's going to take you know they, it could take two three months, you know, or sometimes they longer. they heard the explanation, but they just remember seeing termite tubes, writing a check, and then a month later seeing termite right. tubes again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So that was the one downside to Termidol is it it. It, it didn't migrate. And I want to come back and maybe start talking a little bit about the actual chemical makeup of these because we have sure. to contest that argument with our listeners all the time about, well, I don't want any of that in my yard. I've got citrus orchards. I've got vegetable gardens. I've got all of these things going on where I want to find that chemical-free treatment for termites. I want to find that non-toxic treatment for termites. And we've got Dr. Janice Reed on from College Station, Texas. At, at That's Global Headquarters. 
uh, for Control Solutions, I assume? Houston. Oh, Houston. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, she's Which a, is still she, a big market yeah. for termites. Huge <laughs> yeah. market. Well, yeah. well, the fact that she's up at College Station says a lot about her brilliance. That's for sure, as opposed to being in Houston. More folks when we get back at Rosie on the House here with Action Termite in my house. With the desert sun blazing year-round, your home needs to have fortress-level protection against intense sun rays and oppressive heat. Hey, y'all, Rosie here. Fortunately, Pella Impervia fiberglass windows and doors are built to withstand the southwest climate and stay looking great for years, and it gets better. These energy-efficient Pella products can help keep your home more comfortable. So when you leave the sauna outside, you're greeted with a rejuvenating burst of cool air inside. The team from your local Pella window and doors of Scottsdale or Tucson can finish your installation project in as little as a day. You're just a short call away from a cooler, better looking, more energy efficient home. Visit the showroom in Scottsdale or call 877-987-3552 to lock in your Pella savings now. That's 877-987-3552. Call Pella now. Some softwood to grind, but any old kind will do. We eat wood in my neighborhood, so check out the termite chew. <laughs> chomp, 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 a chomp, chomp, chomp. I have no idea where he finds these. That's our engineer, Gary D. Find an appropriate song to bring us back to topic of termites here at Rosie on the House. And before we get farther into the actual fuse product, it's taking ingredients from Termidor and Premise. Let's spend a few minutes just on the history of the development of those two products because it's actually a very interesting story and how it uh, developed into today's marketplace. Yeah, the uh, you know the interesting thing about about uh, Termidor Fipronil. Um, it was actually invented by a French company uh, about 40 years ago called Rome Polanc. And Rome Polanc was looking for a stage in the United States and had the opportunity to make an acquisition of a company called Union Carbide. And if you remember Union Carbide, I'm dating myself, but <laughs> Robert Conrad would stand there with a battery on his shoulder <laughs> and say, I dare you to knock it off. Uh, and they were in the insecticide business. And and Rome Polanc made an acquisition of uh, Union Carbide, and then uh, they morphed into Russell Bio, and then into Adventus. And then the bottom line was is that uh, Bayer, who invented imidacloprid, which is premise premise, purchased uh, Russell Bio, or Adventus, and uh, the FTC said you can't have both products. They then owned the Termidor and they owned Premise. And the Federal Trade Commission says, nope, you got to diverse, uh, divest some of these products. And so BASF purchased the, the Fipronil molecule from Bayer for specific uses in the United States. So Bayer chose to keep imidacloprid and BASF chose to uh, purchase Fipronil. And thus the two termiticides then started going head-to-head in the marketplace as the new technology about about 20 years ago. And in true rosy fashion, if I'm trying to fix a problem, I take what, you know, if you're applying a little of this or a little of that, I just take a lot of both, throw them together <laughs> in a jar, and 
give it to them. <laughs> that may that may not be the best solution. Let Let's bring our. There's doctor. a reason we don't mix our own pesticides. That, that, that's and that's, 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 re- that's the reason right. the state insecticide board still won't let me have a license. <laughs> <laughs> let, let Let's bring Dr. Janice Reed into the conversation. Joining us from College Station, Texas. Uh, headquarters or, or uh, an office of Control Solutions. Dr. Janice, thanks for joining us. Howdy, guys. So I have to say uh, that, you know, if the, if the label calls for an ounce or two, you use three. You guys, you're not going to make the bugs more dead. You're either going to kill them or you're not, okay. right? So more dead or, or not, you're just going to kill them. Well, we wanted to visit with you about that, and particularly the 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 one dilemma I'm constantly challenged with from my homeowners who, who aren't wanting to put any chemicals in their house, but yet their homes are being eaten alive by termites. They talk about the chemical migration. They talk about it, it finding its way into my grapefruit orchard, my orange, my navel oranges and whatnot. Can, can you address that a little bit about homeowners' concerns about pouring these toxins in and around the ground around their house? So anytime I have a customer who's concerned about pesticide use around their home, uh, one of the things I tell them is you, you always have to look at the balance. You know, I'm not a proponent of going out and just willy-nilly spraying pesticides for no good reason. But when you start talking about your largest investment, which is your home or any structure for that matter, whether it be, you know, your business or uh, just any other structure that you've, you've put up, you know, you start talking about what is the value of that and not just monetary value, but also sentimental value. And um, what am I going to do to protect it? There's, there's almost always something you can do in addition to applying an insecticide or pesticide or termiticide or whatever you're using to help mitigate that problem. So, for example, we're talking about termites. Um, when you have a termite problem, one of the first most important things you can do is look at your, your surrounding area and say, what is going on here that is encouraging those termites to live in and around my house? So do I have wood touching the soil? Do I have a moisture problem? Do, is there something going on in that environment that is encouraging those insects to want to live there? So that's one. And then two, maybe utilize a, uh, a lower toxic pesticide. You know, again, as we move through time, you guys mentioned chlordane. Um, chlordane was a very effective insecticide, but it had a lot of drawbacks. It hung around in the soil for literally decades. Um, it didn't stay where you put it, you know, like there was some other drawbacks. And as we've moved forward, as we've learned um, going through the whole pesticide story in the United States, we've developed pesticides that are better. You know, again, there's no such thing as a perfect pesticide. I, I truly wish there was. But for now, we don't have that perfect pesticide that only kills what we want it to kill. So what I always recommend to my customers is, A, hire a professional if you're really concerned, because these guys are trained and they've read these labels and they understand how to use these products. And then B, maybe uh, look at using only what you need to use. So like, let's say you have termites and they're active only in one section of your home. And you know for a fact that's the only place that they're active. Maybe only apply in that area. Maybe only make a limited spot application. Now, obviously, this varies by state. Some states don't allow you to do this. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Very good. And this is Dr. Janice Reed, the Technical Services Director for Control Solutions, joining us by phone. We've got Rob Ives here in studio and Mike Saldivar of Action Termite. We're going to continue talking termites 
And uh, I want to talk a little bit about what we have in our blog we posted this week, Mike, about uh, those conditions conducive for termite infestation, what a homeowner might be able to do to deter them. More at Rosie on the House on termites when we get back. Making our way through this beautiful Arizona Saturday morning at my house, Rosie on the house, with guests in studio, Mike Saldivar, general manager of Action Termite, as well as Mr. Rob Ives, the western regional manager for a company called Control Solutions that is distributing a new treatment for termites that we're here to cover. And by phone, we have joining us Dr. Janice Reed from the headquarters of Control Solutions. And let's bring Dr. Reed back into the conversation. And let's talk a little bit about, again, this topic I'm having to try and address with homeowners all the time about putting the chemicals in the ground and the concept of the product migrating into the trees and whatnot. Can we talk again just a little bit about the safety protocols that y'all have engineered into these products? Um, Sure. Do you have any specific questions or do you want me to just kind of talk about generalities? Well, you mentioned on going out, use a professional. And I think it's the professionals that know where to apply it, what distance it needs to be from edibles and vegetables and, and citrus and things like that. That all comes with hiring the professional and maybe a good reason why it isn't a product. Could you even get, Rob, could you even buy this product as a homeowner? Well, they can. They uh, can. They can. Anything's available through the Internet. Uh, well, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but talk through some of those safety protocols y'all have built into the applications of the product. Okay, so first of all, because one of the active ingredients in uh, Fuse is imidacloprid, which we've talked about, and it will migrate through the soil, that's a good thing, though, in some cases. We recommend, and the label prohibits, any treatment that is within one foot from the drip line of an edible plant. So a lot of people are like, well, that's real nice, but what does that mean? That means if you look at the, let's say a citrus tree, for example, an orange tree or a lemon tree, if you go out to the edge of the tree where the last leaf would drip water onto the ground. You can't make an application with this product within one foot of that drip line. So what that allows is we are gonna keep this product away from the root zone of those plants so they can't take it up into the fruit and the leaves and the bark and the other parts of the plant. So that's one of the limitations on fuse is you can't treat within one foot of the drip line of an edible plant. And if we're talking about a product that will migrate through the soil, I mean, are we talking about something where we're, we've got a one-foot safety protocol here? Are we talking about in a rainstorm a product that could migrate up to that whole one foot? Or are we talking about a product that's migrating centimeters, millimeters, inches? So instead of the word migrate, what I tend to use is the word leach. And what leach means is the downward movement of pesticides through the soil profile. It doesn't necessarily move out. Um, it goes downward with water movement. So if water is moving downward through the soil, it's going to take that imidacloprid with it, the second ingredient in our Fuse product. Okay, very good. So, again, we're talking about a product called Fuse from Control Solutions that takes the two components of the two best termiticides. Say (laughs) say that word for me, Mike. Termiticides. Termiticides. And combines them into one product now called Fuse, which is what y'all have decided will become your exclusive termiticide application. 
Absolutely. Like I said, it's so far it's been a great product for us, and we're going to continue to move forward with it. Well, Mike, let's go. Let's go to our blog newsletter that uh, goes out to our subscribers. Uh, uh, it hits about 20,000 Arizona homeowners every single Thursday, and it talks in there about what a homeowner might do to kind of look around the house, one, to detect the infestation, and two, to not be creating what we call conditions conducive. Take us through a couple of those talking points. Sure. I mean, uh, some of the things you want to avoid is uh, vegetation. You know, Generally, what I like to say is keep vegetation two to three feet from the foundation of the house. Um, it's not the vegetation that's going to cause the problem. It's the moisture that vegetation requires. Um, so you generally want to keep stuff like that away from the house. You want to keep any type of wood. You know, I've, I've gone to houses. You don't see it so much anymore, but um, people would stack firewood, stuff like that, up against the house. You want anything that's any type of cellulose material you don't want stacked up against the house. You want to bring it away from the, the foundation of the home. Um, keep water from sloping towards the house. I mean, you don't want water draining towards your house. That's that's a bad thing for several different reasons. I mean, the, obviously the termites, um, if you've had a termite treatment, that can, you know, cause that to, to go, you know, for it to not last as long as you want it to last. So. And, and I get a lot of feedback from landscape architects when I tell them, look, I don't want any irrigation and mm-hmm. I don't want any plants within two feet of the perimeter of my house. Sure. And at first they look at you like you're from Mars. Right. And then and then they finish developing the concept and I, I, I finish telling them why that's my design criteria. And it, it really makes for a very dimensional look to your landscaping plan. It doesn't just pile it all up against the house with you know, right. this hedge and that hedge and whatnot. But I tell them to do it not only for the termites, but if we can keep the moisture away from the foundation mm-hmm. and what that can solve in the way of expansive soils. You know, it's, and, and that's 90% of our foundation problems in Arizona isn't settling. It's expansive soils. Absolutely. So Absolutely. get your plants out away from your house, build in that two-foot barrier, and we're eliminating a lot of the problems. Um, how about how about a homeowner? How are you going to train them over the radio to to look for termites? To, to even maybe do a, a once a year visual inspection on the property? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually recommend them once a month. I mean, just take a walk around. I mean, obviously, one of the first signs we're going to look for is the, the shelter tubes that they make. They make the little mud tunnels. And you're going to find those trailing up the foundation of the house. What um, is that, Mike? Are they that sensitive to ultraviolet? What are they doing? Oh, absolutely. Basically, what it does is it shelter. It's it's a shelter tube. It's going to shelter. It's going to basically keeps them from dehydrating. And they build off. this mud tunnel in front of them as absolutely. they go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They uh, smart little critters. They are, and then you know they they uh, they only have so much energy, and uh, uh, an insect's worst fear is drying out or desiccating. So they build these mud tubes so they don't desiccate and they can work in the wood longer. Uh, and also from predators. They don't want lizards eating them and other things. So that's the reason they build those shelter tubes. So this moisture creating conditions conducive, is it just because they like the dampness or is it because the soil's easier to dig through when it's... Well, I mean... Well, the, what is it? Termites are no different than anything else on this earth. I mean, you need moisture to survive. You know what I mean? We can't survive without it, so... Um, it's always going to attract them. Talk about discovering tubes inside the house. Yeah, I mean, again, the stalagmites. Yeah, they can, they can <laughs> pop up just about anywhere. I mean, a lot of times you'll see them dangling from the ceiling. Um, you'll see them coming straight out of the drywall. I mean, I've seen them come straight up out of a tile floor through the grout. I mean, it's uh, 
they can pop up just about anywhere. But I mean, you, one of the most common places to find them inside is hanging from the ceilings. And the first thing homeowners do when they see that? Call action termite control. Well, don't the first thing they do is <laughs> knock it down. Uh, yeah, they can knock it down. <laughs> but, I mean, but but y'all would maybe not like them to do that. But but it's their first reaction: knock it down. Oh, this is where it was. Yeah, you know? it doesn't really make a difference to us where they knock it down. I mean, uh, once they call us, they're generally going to show us what the, where they found it. And obviously, um, if they know for a fact that's what it is, it's great. That's it's fine. Um, if they don't know what it is, and probably better just leave it there if they're not sure, just so we can see and confirm that's what it is. And those of you that have been listening to Rosie on the House for a long time know that we are big, big pro- proponents of masonry in the masonry wall around my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a little active colony, and you can see them build that mud tunnel, and they're they're just working their way up the wall looking for a food source, and you can see the tunnel turn and go right back down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell people all the time, you know, termites they don't know what they're doing. They're just they're they're forging through the soil until they hit something, then they're going to explore to find out if there's something there for them. Um, so you know they don't know that they don't know that it's block. You know what I mean? They're they're looking for for something to feed on there. So. And y'all do all pest control. Is termite the driver? Is that what drives most yeah, of the phone calls to the office? Absolutely. I mean, Action Termite Control was built on termites. I mean, that's all we did for years and years, you know, up to about about a year ago. Um, that's all we did. We, we specialized in termites. And, and uh, you know, some things have come up or we've, uh, explore, you know, expanded into other things. So now we're doing, you know, general pest control. We're doing pigeon control. Um, bed bugs. I mean, pigeon control. Absolutely, that's huge here in Arizona. Yeah, I know it's so, huge. I know um, there's, there's, you know. <laughs> so we do a lot of that stuff. So we're we're doing just about everything that you know in the pest control industry now. So and we got some some great guys and and we uh, you know want to continue to expand on that. And when we're doing room additions in the remodeling company and we're calling y'all to pre-treat the soil, what mm-hmm. no, are y'all treating? Is that a fused product? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yep. So that's what you're doing before I pour my slabs. Yes. Now, I saw a report, maybe Dr. Reed would like to weigh in on this, or Rob, uh, Western Regional Manager, does your region include Hawaii? Yes, it does. Okay. I read an article uh, about five years ago about a company that was doing a completely uh, chemical-free barrier with termites by just underneath the house applying a certain type of sand that would collapse the tubes, and they were going to try and create a whole subdivision in an area that I, I, I would have to imagine is pretty ripe in termites, pretty target-rich zone, Hawaii, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, but they were going to try and do it completely free by just using six inches of this sand under the ABC compaction before pouring the concrete. Any any experience with that? Yeah, they, they tried it. Um, <laughs> a for building, effort. <laughs> they're not building those structures anymore. I mean, they're, they 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 stopped the practice. Um, um, there are things if they want a completely non-chemical treatment. There is a product called Termi Mesh, which is basically like a screen on your window, and they can, in a pre-treat situation before they pour the slab, they can put this down. Uh, it's very expensive, very labor-intensive because you're actually screening the termites away from the structure. Um, but if they, someone did want a non-chemical application, that product is available and has provided success in the marketplace. 
when I broke in to the construction trades in the early 70s, when we were framing a house, we always put a galvanized termite barrier on top of the stem wall before the base plate was attached. I can't remember when we quit doing that, but it may have been when Western One Coat Stucco came out and we just went to the J-Bolt drainage flasher. But I, I don't, we don't even install, I don't know if you can buy those anymore. No. I haven't seen them in any new construction. Yeah, I haven't I, seen it. I haven't seen it at all. But one of the biggest things that I see a lot as far as termite infestation, you were talking about wood, Mike, mm -hmm. was people that end up taking the back patio which is four inches below the floor level of the house, right. and turning it into a sunroom by framing it up, yep. putting T111 siding on the outside, and it's sitting right in the dirt. Absolutely, yeah. That's a, you know, what we can we call faulty grade situation. So I mean, that's again, that's a conducive condition that can cause problems. So all right, we're here with Mike Saldivar, general manager of Action Termite, and y'all y'all treat the state, don't you? Yes, the whole state. Uh, not. Sometimes, in some cases, I mean, <laughs> but ter for termite control or for bed bugs, yeah, we pretty much go anywhere. Um, but for general pests, we're pretty much uh, valley wide. Yeah. Okay. And Mr. Rob Ives, Western Regional Manager of Control Solutions, appreciate you being here in the uh, studio. Enjoyed it. Thank you for having us. And Dr. Janice Reed joining us by phone from College Station, Texas. Dr. Reed, we certainly appreciate your input this morning. Kick them. <laughs> oh no here we go, uh, <laughs> here, we go. Here, here here in our studio dr reed it's called go tigers just uh -oh. just so uh -oh. you know just so you know all right y'all we'll be right back <laughs> This is a segment we'll be wrapping up the today's broadcast of Rosie on the House. I'd like to thank Mike Saldivar, General Manager of Action Termite, for coming in and joining us. Mike, we've been talking termites all hour, but I have to say the the second the 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 pest that caused the second most number of calls at my house mm -hmm. over the course of the week from all the Arizona listeners is scorpions. Oh yeah, scorpions. Uh it's a big thing here in Arizona and we're Coming upon the season for them, starting to going to start warming up here soon, and that's when they're going to start popping out. So. Well, and, and so, what's the strategies for scorpions? Well, I mean, there's several different things you can do. I mean, the most effective thing you can do is a home seal, um, which we do quite a bit of. Um, but and that's the most effective thing. It's uh, it's a little pricey, but the nice thing about a home seal is once it's done, it's done. You don't have to worry about it again. It's it's done. Not to say you'll never have a scorpion ever again, but it's going to cut way down on the numbers. Tell me what that includes. What are you doing when you're home sealing? Uh, there's a lot of things we're going to go through. We're going to check all the uh, openings, windows, doors, make sure that any of the you know anything needs to be replaced around the windows and doors to seal those up. Make sure we're getting a good seal. Um, they're going to go around the, the base of the house, around the J-trim, and seal that gap. If you have a stucco house and you reach down underneath that J-trim, you're going to fill a gap. There's always a gap. I tell, okay. I take a mirror with me, and, right. I, and I just put it under there. I say, that's, look. Absolutely. What couldn't get in there? Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's the number one way that scorpions get into these, our homes here in Arizona is through that gap. So. And that's not the cut and the weave screen. 
No, no, there's actual gap between the actual the foundation of the house and the, where that J trim is. If you see the rectangle cut in the metal, that's for moisture to wick out. Don't yeah, seal that. Don't seal those little tiny holes. No, <laughs> don't do that. Um, they're not going to go through there. It's the gap that's behind that. So um, that's the number one way that uh, number one way that, that scorpions are going to get into the homes here in Arizona. So that's one of the most important things to seal up when, while you're doing a home seal, along with other stuff. I mean, there's there's so many different things that we look for. I mean, well, I mean, just just the adjustment of the threshold and the door sweeps. Oh, absolutely. And, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're going to go through when we do a situation like that. We're going to do a full inspection on the home, uh, and we're going to look for every possible way that they can come through, and then we're going to go. Uh, seal those areas up and keep them from out. A lot of uh, homeowners will try DE mm-hmm. uh, in front of the doors sure. uh, to stop. Is there a proper way to apply that? I mean, do you, do you mound it up so they can't climb up and over it, or do you just sprinkle it on the ground so they do crawl over You it? want them to crawl over it. I mean, that's kind of how with the DE how it works, and I don't have a lot of experience with DE. I've never really used it, so... Rob might be able to help. Yeah, that when you use products like that, again, you want to use it like the uh, dust test. You know, if you had a white glove test and you went in and wiped your finger across a a, a, a table, um, and you got some dust on it, that's the layer that you want to use. You want to use very very thin. Mm-hmm. If you pile it up. <laughs> You make it like a mountain. Yeah, and, exactly. And they can't. But they you won't feel crawl better. Over. But you well, feel it looks better. good. I mean, I mean, it, but it doesn't stop the. I mean, it repels them more than uh, than, than than takes care of them. Uh, but yes, diatomaceous earth does work uh, as a desiccant. Yep. Um, you know, but there are other alternatives too that you need to consider. Uh, number one is also after you seal them out. Then they're there for a reason, and scorpions are feeding on other insects. Absolutely. So you want to control other insect pressure, crickets and other insects that may be there. Uh, so that's why you would have a regular service to come out and control those insects. If there's no food source and they can't get into the house, they're not going to hang out in those environments. They're going to find another location to survive. So that goes back to what you were talking about in termites. Don't have the damp, compostable cellulose wood products around. Right. That's, yeah. that's breeding grounds for crickets. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, number yeah. one hunting grounds for scorpions. Absolutely. So. And that's the thing. And, and, and going back to what we were talking about DE and, and how people pile it up is the thing with pesticides is more is not better. Yeah. It's never better. Yeah, well, I hope my daughter's listening. There was a time we were on vacation, and she was house-sitting, and at that point, her children were crawlers. They were just babies in the house. And we've been in our house for 30 years, and I think we've found maybe 20 scorpions in the 30 years, and she found one while we were gone. And she knew that out in the stables, we kept a 50-pound bag of DE that we sprinkle throughout the the stable area to control the flies around the horses. Right. And so we were calling her that night and talking to her about finding a scorpion. And she said, yeah, but I, I, I took care of it. Uh, I put a little DE here and there. And I said, well, h- how much did you use? It was a 50-pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> a 50-pound bag of DE through my living room carpet, the dining room tile, the kitchen. I, I, I remember going in there like a month later. Be like, What's all this white stuff everywhere? It's like oh, oh, the the powder residue was still traced she, on the ground. She, she took her dad's strategy on that one. If a little works, kind of good boy. I'm gonna really make it work. Right. Well, we appreciate y'all again. Again, Action Absolutely. Termite. You can find them in the termite category at RosieOnTheHouse.com. Direct contact. 
Do you have a statewide number? Because I know you've got a Tucson and you've got a Phoenix office. Yeah, they can reach us at 877-780-3132. There you go. No matter then we're in the state, we'll get the proper yeah. dispatch location. And yeah, or they can go to our website, 911bug.com, and there's a form there they can fill out. Tom responded to our weekly newsletter and said, I'm going to be gone this week, but I want these topics. How do I listen? Well, you go to rosieonthehouse.com. Underneath the homeowner resources, there's a tab there called radio podcast. You can get archive links and entire podcast per hour right there and catch the content. If you're not, not able to catch it in real time, we'll join you on next Saturday morning right here, 7 o'clock. been in your pool you sit there staring at it servicing it pulling leaves out of it filling it with water if you've got a pool and you haven't used it in a couple of years and you're looking to retire and gain that space back we'll put a deck over on it they'll come out and custom build a deck to fit your existing pool space and give you all of that working area back and if you ever want to reactivate it just pull the deck out replaster it and you're ready to go gain your yard back with a deck over Are you a contractor here in the great state of Arizona and have been for at least five years? Are you licensed, bondable, and insured? Do you love serving Arizona homeowners and plan on making a career in the trades? If all of these things apply to your contracting business and you're interested in joining the number one referral network in the great state of Arizona, go to rosieonthehouse.com and apply to become a Rosie on the House certified partner. We only look for the best of the best, so if that's not you, no need to apply.